Hello, hello, hello. This is Save Your Legs Podcast. And today, we're going to have a little look at the test formats between Australia and Sri Lanka and England and India. First off, let's have a look. All right, I'm going to introduce myself. My name's Josh. Um, I'm the runner of this podcast. Um, This first episode is just going to be a little bit of an introductory and then sort of heading on into the actual cricket news in the following. Um, Today, we're just doing it solo. Um, After that, we're going to have a few people come on every now and then but um yeah so this podcast is essentially just going to be you know filled with cricket news um what's doing in cricket you know player stats you know all that kind of stuff that you really want to hear um it's not going to be rubbish like the newspaper it's not going to be rubbish like the telly it's going to be actual news so here we go all right so what should we start off with uh we're going to start off with the australia versus sri lanka test that only just commenced last week i believe now, Australia took a 1-0 lead last test, um, which was really good for the Aussies. Um, obviously, not too good for the Sri Lankans, but I think it was also really good for the Aussies to get a win. All right, so in the first innings, Sri Lanka ended up scoring 212. Pretty decent score for a test, you know, first test of the summer, you know, day and night sort of thing. It's a little bit of darkness there and there. But, you know, a few guys got some runs. Um, I saw that Nathan Lyon, he got Pfeiffer. Um, with an economy rate of 3.60. Pretty good. Now, Mitch Stark, 1 for 31. I reckon he's had his days, guys. All right. Now, Paddy Cummins, you know, 1 for 25. Great bowler. All right. Economy rate of 2.08. Mitchell Starks was 3.44, nearly as high as Gary. All right. Moving on. Mitch Swepson, 3 for 55, with economy rate of 4.23. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Mitch Swepson only made a few games in Test cricket now. He's actually ended up playing, let's have a look here. I think he's played three or four games. So, um, yeah, first Test uh, finished on Friday. So, pretty good score for Sri Lanka, 2-12. First innings, Australia scored 321. Right, it was at this point that Sri Lanka sort of realised that they were going to lose. All right, they needed so many runs in the second innings. But let's just go and look at the scores of the Australian team, the high scorers. Usman Kawaja, 71 of 130. Amazing. Strike rate of 54.62. Absolutely amazing there, guys. Uh, moving on, let's have a look. So David Warner got out for 25 LBW. Marnus got out for 13. Steve got out for 6. Now Travis Head, Corton Bold, De Silva, 6 of 16 with a strike rate of 37. Now it's a bit unlucky for Hitty. But moving on, Cameron Green, 77 of 109. The top scorer of the team Cameron Green, only debuted, let's have a look here, I think it was in the 2020 to 2021 season for Test Cricket, so yeah, it was too, um, yeah, continuing on, um, Cameron Green got 77, uh, Alex Carey got 45, little chip in there with Cam Green, uh, got some pretty good runs pretty quickly, both of them got a strike rate of over 50, uh, Paddy Cummins, the towel was wagging a little bit towards the end with Pat Cummins, uh, he scored 26 off 18 with a 4 and 3 sixes with a strike rate of 144.44, right, that was an amazing innings for Australia there, second first innings, going on to the second innings for the Sri Lankans now, um, they got bowled out by the Aussies for 113, right, now it was obvious that they only needed like not that many runs at all, like 10 at most if they weren't going to chase down all those runs. All right. So, all I don't think anyone got above 50. No one got above 50. Now, I think Sri Lanka, the thing that's letting them down is if you're looking at the wickets, nothing is pace in this second innings. 
The only bowlers who took wickets was Nathan Lyon, Mitch Swepson, and Travis Head. Now, Nathan Lyon and Travis Head both took four wickets. Now, Travis Head with an economy rate of 3.53 and Gary Lyon with an economy rate of 2.82. Mitchell Stark got none for 23 off two overs. Four for 31 off 11 for Gary. Two for 34 off seven overs for Mitchell. Four for 10 off 2.5 overs for Travis Head. He got the last wicket there. Really love to see that one. Um, in Australia, second innings, they only needed 10 runs, and David Warner just got it done with a four and a six. So, yeah, that was amazing. Um, it was a good test, that. Uh, moving on, let's have a little look at the England test now uh, between India. All right, so this game's only just sort of started up. Now, India decided to bat first on this wicket, I believe. Um, let's just have a look here at the actual summary of the game. Um, I can't find it. Oh, no, here it is. Um, so the toss was won by England, and they elected the ball first. So England got a very bad decision there on themselves, uh, I reckon. But let's just have a look at India's sort of scoring rate of 416 runs all out, all right? So Shubman Gill got 17 off 24. Unlucky dismissal there. Um, probably just didn't play it correctly. Um, just test wipe a jar, 13 off 46, the brick, all right? He does not do any shots unless it's a bad ball. All he does is stay in the middle all day and just defend. That's all he does. It's a pretty smart strategy as well. You know, I like it. I got 7 off 22. 7 off 22 on the weekend, which was really good. Um, didn't get out to a trashy ball. I got out to a good ball that didn't actually carry. So that's fine. But, you know, some weeks you didn't get the best choices. That's fine. Uh, moving on. The debutant, I think it is. Is it? I think it is. Here it is. So the debutant of Vahari. Um, he ended up getting 20 off 53 LBW to Potts. All right, he's a pretty decent bowler. All right, Virat Kohli. Now, this is the bloke that I reckon would absolutely fire this game. I reckon Virat would actually get a knock of 100-plus. But, um, unfortunately, he got bowled on 11 off 19. He only scored two fours, which is a little bit surprising. Now, the thing that surprised me even more than that was that the bloke that, Rish, the bloke that he sort of thought a little bit mm, dodge at the first... He's now scoring more runs than Virat Kohli. He ended up scoring 146 of 111. 19 fours and four sixes with a strike rate of 131.53. What an amazing innings that was. Um, I really enjoyed watching that one. Um, Stray's IR, he got 15 off 11, three fours. Now, Ravi Jadeja, he's probably one of the best players of this current day. Um, he ended up scoring 100 of 104 of 194. He got bowled to James Anderson. He got a strike rate of 53.61. Not the best strike rate, but still a few runs there. That's really good for him. Um, Shadow Thakur, he got out for 1 of 12. Bowled by Stokes, uh, caught by Billings. Um, Muhammad Shami, he got 16 of 31 with a 3 fours. few decent shots there. Got away with a few. But here's where it gets interesting. Jasper Bumrah, 31 of 16, 4 fours and 2 sixes. Now, if I remember correctly... Broad had an absolute horror over here. Let me just read you the stat. So the 84th over consisted of a four, five wide, seven no ball, three fours, a six, and a single. That is the most expensive over in test cricket, the stat believes. Anyway, moving on about that, um, India pretty much got rolled at the end there, apart from Jasper. He got not out. With who was it the other bloke that didn't get... Everyone but Jasper got out, which was pretty good. 
Um, moving on, I think that might have actually been Jasper's high score in Test cricket. No, he beat. He nearly got there. Anyway, um, England at stumps are five for eighty-four. Now Jasper has taken three for thirty-five of eleven overs. Mohammad Shami taking one for thirty-three of thirteen overs, and Mohammad Siraj probably decent figure here. Um, one for three of no one for five of three overs. Now I think that's a pretty decent sort of thing there. Um, anyway, so Alex Lees and Zach Crawley went out to open the batting for England. Um, both of them getting out below 10, all right? One facing nine balls, Alex Lees, and Zach Crawley facing 17 balls, all right? Neither of them got a strike rate decently. He, None of them managed to get 70-plus on their strike rate, which was pretty interesting for me. Anyway, so then it was Ollie Pope's time to go out after Alex, Re- after Alex Lees or Zach Zach Crawley got out. I don't know which one it was, but Ollie Pope went out there. He got 10 off 18. He got out to Boomerah. So the first three wickets, Alex Lees, Zach Crawley, and Ollie Pope were Jasprit Boomerah. That's a pretty good stat. Jasprit's actually a really good bowler. All right, now in came Joe Root. Um, he got 31 off 67 with a strike rate of 46. Now Joe Root, he scored a lot of runs in the last test series between New Zealand. I thought he scored a ton. Um, he got 31 off 67. He scored four fours for the strike rate of 46.27. That's a bit unlucky for him. I would have liked to see him get 50 plus, but who knows? Maybe the next innings. Who knows? Um, now after Joe Root got out, or I don't know who got out, but you already know. Johnny Besto went in. Everyone thought, oh, he's going to save the day. 12 of 47, not out. One four. All right. 25.53 is his strike rate. Now he actually got to stay out there, which is pretty good. Now, Jack Leach, the night watchman, sort of went in after Joe probably got out, um, and Johnny was sort of there. Uh, he got out for a duck of five, which was a little bit disappointing for England. I think they wanted him to stay out there for a little bit. Um, but anyway, moving on, um, Ben Stokes is now out there on none of four. All right. So the next batsman, they've got four batsmen. All right. So Sam Billings. Matthew Potts, Stuart Broad, and James Anderson. Now, may I remind you, James Anderson has actually scored a Test 50 before. His high score is 80. Now, he is an absolute brick like your Chess Wiper Jara, so he's got a chance here. Right, and then may I remind you, Stuart Broad, he's actually scored 13 50s and 100 before in Test cricket, his high score being 169. Um, Matthew Potts, <coughs> let's have a look at him. Um, he's not that great. No, he's bowled a little bit in Test cricket. Um, he's played four games, and he scored four runs for England. So, not too good a stat. But Sam Billings, uh, he made his debut just a few games ago in the Ashes series uh, for England. Uh, he scored 30 runs with a high score of 29. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, moving on. All right. So, it's just some more cricket news now. All right. Now, Hand is actually joining the list of part-timers that actually ripped through. So a brilliant cameo of four, four for ten puts Travis Head in strong company of Australian test batters who had a rare moment in the sun with the ball in the last 40 years. Now, this stat, Michael Clark, he got six for nine, right? Um, Alan Border got seven for 46 against the Windies. Um, Michael Bevan got six for 82 against the West Indies. Darren Lehman got three for against Sri Lanka. Um, and then Marcus North, 6 for 55 against Pakistan. Simon Kadich, 6 for 65 against Zimbabwe. Um, and then Travis Head joins the list with 4 for. 
So, that's Travis Head breaking through on that list. Um, can't get any harder. Clear Head sticking to his guns. Right, Travis Head has been urged not to approach, not to change his approach despite a lean in run for four subcontinent tests since the do- end of a dominant Ashes series. Now, last Ashes series, might I remind you, Travis Head actually ended up scoring, um, I can't even count the amount of hundreds he ended up scoring. So, I think he ended up scoring in Adelaide. No, he didn't score Adelaide. He got Brisbane. He got Hobart. He got Sydney. So didn't he score three hundreds? Did he score? Did he score a ton in Sydney? I don't know, but he scored two or three hundreds in the Ashes series. That's pretty big for a player like Travis Head, just coming into the Test, sorry, Test team and actually getting in every time. So it's pretty good. Now Ashton Agar has been returning to home. Now the legendary offspin for the Australian team. All right, he's played a few Test games. Um, there was that famous dismissal. I don't know if it was him, but I'm pretty sure it might have him. Him, um, the famous famous dismissal between Stuart Broad and he just did not walk. All right, I'm just looking up whether it was him. Agar Broad dismissal. Let's have a look here. Let's have a look. Why didn't Broad walk? Let's have a little look. All right, now I think as a Australian point of view, um, I think it shouldn't be allowed that. Stuart Broad didn't walk. Um, I think it's a little bit sort of unsportsmanlike for Stuart Broad not to walk. You know, he refused at one point. I think they ended up giving out. I th- I don't know. I don't know whether they did or not, but I'm quite certain they did. Um, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it definitely was. So Ashton Agar bowled an absolute beauty of a ball, hit the cracks, spun. Stuart Broad's obviously edged it. He did not walk one bit. All right. So... He's been replaced by John Holland. All right, the Western Australian failed to recover from a side injury. So he's been sent home. Victorian left-arm finger spinner John Holland has been added to Australia's squad for next week's second test after the West Australian Ashton Agar failed to recover from a side injury. I'd be interested to know whether he's playing next season. Okay, moving on. Anyway, okay. With one eye on India, Aussies embrace new mantra. Australia approached in first test in Sri Lanka with the goal of being proactive and brave, something skipper Pat Cummins says they nailed in Gale. Now, I reckon that test between Sri Lanka and Australia, they absolutely nailed it. You know, they scored the runs, they took the wickets, you know, they just played well. You know, especially on a wet wicket, to bowl someone out for 100 when they're just going out there with a the mindset of just defending for ages and ages. You know, pretty good mindset for Sri Lanka to do that, but they tried to actually get the runs 321 on a wet wicket, which probably wasn't the best idea. Um, anyway, um, Bumrah, yeah, he's batting amazingly. He got not out for 31. Um, let's just have a look at some more cricket news. Um, any more, really? I don't think there's much cricket news these days. I'm just going through the list of cricket news. Here we go. Um, let's just start it. Alright, so Red Hot Kawaja Champions Fresh Subcontinent Outlook. Usman Khawaja has arrived in Sri Lanka in one of the world's top test batters and ready to help the wrongs of Australia's disastrous 2016 campaign. Now, Uzi Khawaja, he obviously got 70. Now, I think it's obvious that Usman Khawaja can play at the test level, but it's just the fact that Usman Khawaja, you know, there's always going to be a guy that's going to be there and he's not going to be there forever. I think that's the idea. The Australian selections are just trying to get the new players in. Um... 
The huge summer of test prep has been delayed. Oh, here we are. Okay, so huge summer to limit test prep as domestic feature revealed. Okay, so the Marshfield schedule. All right, now I'm a Queenslander, so I'm just going to look at the Queensland stuff. All right, so on the 6th of October, the Bulls are playing the Tasmanian Tigers at Allen Field. So a home game first up. That's good. Okay, so and then we're playing away on the 18th of October. Then we're playing the Wacky Ground at Perth on the 31st. Then we play 10th of November, Allen Borderfield. So every every three games, I think you get a home. So two games away, one game at home. Okay, so then on the 20th of November, we play at Adelaide Oval. Um, and then after that, on the 1st of December, we play at the Gabba, 10 a.m. Um, on the 9th of February, we play at the MCG. So I've already counted seven games. Oh, no. We've got so many. So 21st of Feb, we then play at the Gabba. All right, that's pretty decent. 2nd of March, we play at the Gabba against South Australia. Then we play on the 14th of March at Bloodstone Arena. Now, that will probably be it. Yeah, that's it. So we play 10 games a season. That's amazing. All right, we're going to go to have a look at the one-day look at that. All right. And then we're just going to move on after that. All right, so first up for the Queenslanders, Allen Borderfield at South Australia. Yes. Okay, so there's two games at Allen Borderfield. So the 26th of September and then the 28th between South Australia and the Tasmanian Tigers. Now, no, there's like a crap ton of games. So the first, so the first, there's the second, third and fourth game of the one-day cup are being played at Allen Waterfield. All right. All within two days of each other. All right, so the 26th is the Bulls, 28th is the Tigers, and 30th is Queensland. All right, so the second game there is the only one without Queensland, South Australia and Tasmania Tigers. And then they have like a four day break, so 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th. So they have like a three day break and then they play at Allen Waterfield again. Okay. So, I've counted two games there. All right. I'm just going to go through the whole thing. All right. Then, the 5th of November, we play against Western Australia at the Wacker. 15th of November, <coughs> we play against Victoria. Okay. Um, at Allen Waterfield. So, we do have a fair few home games this season, which is interesting. Now, the 27th of November, we play New South Wales. Now, they had a really good run in the Sheffield Shield last year. Uh, we obviously didn't do too well. But the year before, we ended up actually winning it against New South Wales at home, which was pretty interesting for the Shield. Um, New South Wales ended up winning the one-day cup. But moving on, uh, the 14th of February, we play at the MCG, the Queensland Bulls versus Victoria. Okay, I don't I don't think there's any games on my birthday for the Queensland. No. Right, so the last game we played against the New South Wales at the Gabba. So the 8th of March is the final. I think. No, that's the semis. I don't know. But who's playing? It's just New South Wales, Victoria, Western Australia, South Australia, Queensland, and Tasmania are the only teams. So I think there's six teams playing in the comp. All right. Uh, moving on. Okay. So just quickly, let's have a look at all the Brisbane Heat's last Big Bash imports. Right now, I'm a big Brisbane fan. You know, I absolutely love the Brisbane Heat. They're my, they're the, they're the go-to Big Bash club that I'm going to support. Right, so BBL01, we have Brendan McCullum, Daniel Vittori, and Rolioff Vandermeer. 
I don't know how to say it, but BBLO1, we have Roloff, I'm just going to say. BBLO2, we have Thesara Perea and Kemar Roach. Two BBL players there. Okay, we had three the first season, two now. BBL03, we had th- two internationals. We had Crane, C- Craig Kaiswitter and Dan Vittori. Okay, so BBL04, we had two as well. We had Andrew Flintoff and Dan Vittori. Now, we have we ended up having Dan Vittori for those two seasons. Now, BBL05 came around and we got rid of both of those people. Okay, so it's Lendl Simmons and Samuel Badry we ended up having for BBL05. BBL06 came around and we had a few good international players. Uh, BBL06, we had Brendan McCullum, Samuel Badry, and Timur Mills. Three international players that are level that really good players. Okay, BBL08, we had Brendan McCullum and Majib Ur-Rahman. Really good players. I absolutely love them. Okay, moving on. Um, then we had... No, BBL07. I completely missed BBL07. We had Brendan McCullum, yes, Brendan McCullum, Yassi Shah, and Shadab Khan. So we had Brendan McCullum for one, two, three years. BBL09 came around. We sacked everyone except for Majib. Okay, we've had him forever. We have we have had Majib since BBL08. Right, so I'm really hoping that um, we don't lose him this season. All right, moving on. BBL09, we had AB De Villiers, Tom Benton, Majib Rahman, and Zahir Khan. Now, those are four international players that are absolute gods at the game. Right, AB De Villiers, South Africa, Tom Ben, England, Majiba Rahman, Afghanistan, and Zahir Khan. I don't know where he comes from, but man, is he good. All right, BBL 10. This is when the bubble sort of came around with COVID and stuff. So moving on. Right, BBL 10, we had Lewis Gregory, Joe Danley, and Dan Lawrence. Three international stars from England and Majiba Rahman. <coughs> now... This is where it gets interesting. BBL10, we sacked everyone except for Majib again. Ben Duckett played. Tom Abel played. Fakar Zaman. Um, I don't know where he's from, but he ended up playing for us in BBL11. Um, and then Majib also ended up playing the season as well. So Majib has also played the most. Now McCollum's from the second. Dan Vittori. All right, we've had a few good players come through the Brisbane Heat. All right, that's about it for sort of cricket news. But the major thing that I wanted to talk about is Kawaja. He confirmed that he was switching to the Brisbane Heat after the Thunder exit. Right, so the Brisbane Heat signed Usman Kawaja on a four-year deal with more domestic player moves expected ahead of the upcoming international draft. Now, essentially, what I'm saying there is that Australian test-level players will be classed as domestic players. So you're allowed to sign as many of them as you want. But internationals, you're allowed to have two to three per round picked. All right, so that essentially means that Usman Kawaja, you know, Mana Subshane, they're all domestic players. You're allowed to sign as many test players as you want. For all we know, the Heat can end up signing everyone in the test squad and then three internationals. All right, that one, that's what I want to happen, but obviously it's not. All right, so <coughs> good grief. Um, sick at the moment. All right. Usman Kawaja, he put pen to paper in Brizzy just a few days ago. But, um, yeah, amazing, I guess. Um, now, I just want to talk about one more thing. Um, I think that the one thing is Australia, they have got, let's just count here, they've got Mitch Swepson, Matt Kuhneman, Marnus Labuschagne, um, on tour, Michael Nisa. Um, and a few of the other Queensland boys. Mark Steckity as well. So all those boys have come on the tour to Sri Lanka. Now the playing three 
Now, the playing two is M- M- Mitch Swepson, Marnus Abishane, Usman Kawaja. All right, they're three people in Queensland already making the side. Now, that means that Queensland have got some really good upcoming stars that are going to make it at the test level. All right, now, the people I'm talking about, you know, are the stars. You know, you think of the Brisbane Heat. You think they're star players. You know, they're the kind of people that are going to get into the test team. All right? So... On, on current record, we've got Usman Khawaja, Manus Lebeshane, Mitch Swepson, Matt Kuhneman, Mark Zekety, Michael Nisa on tour from the Queensland Bulls. All right. That's all I've got to say today. Um, I'm just going to sign off now. All right. So, guys, thank you so much. First episode. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you later.